When you're faced with death or divorce or even a relationship that has fallen apart, you feel like you are in darkness. The pain and grief can be overwhelming. Our special guest, Diane Shore, writes in her book, It Started in the Dark, the following. Desperate times call for desperate measures. There is no more desperate time than losing a loved one, whether that comes with death, divorce, or separation. When we are missing someone and our circumstances have changed drastically because of it, if we don't search for God in the missing, we will search for what is unhealthy for us, guaranteed, she says. We need God like never before. Today's show, dealing with the death of a child. With us is Diane right now, and she lost her son when he was at the age of 16 in the body but not in the spirit. And you like to point that out. You like to say, this is not the end, is really what I'm hearing you say. Right. But what is it when you see your child go through a sickness, I think it was leukemia, Right. for several years, you believe in God, you want the healing. Mm -hmm. The word says it's, there is healing, and you end up in the situation where you were. What is that like? It is the most desperate place to be, especially when it's a child. But what happened with Phil going home to heaven, and we say he went home to heaven, mm -hmm. and is that you get an eternal perspective on life because you live the rest of your life with one foot in heaven and one foot on earth. Wow, yes. I love how you're saying that. Uh, I, I read your book, which I highly recommend to all our viewers right now. And, and in that book, you had some sections that you said, at the end, you actually prayed that he would go to heaven? Well, he'd been battling with leukemia for five and a half years. And he wanted to be home, so he was home, and we had just recently called hospice. And we had gotten him up to take him to the restroom and bring him back. And he sat on the side of his bed, and he said, Mom, I don't want to do this anymore. Can we ask God? There is no harder prayer for a mom to pray. Oh. It had to be the power of the Holy Spirit in that moment to answer my son's request. And he had been covered in prayer, prayed for by the elders of our church for healing. But I honored his request and we asked God if he would take him home. And after five and a half years, less than three hours later, he was gone. Wow. Yes. And that was his request. That is hard. In your book you're writing that people questioned you because you fell asleep that night and you were at peace. And how, how could you sleep that moment not knowing if your child was going to live or die when that happened? Well, it was, it was more I questioned myself. Um, the last three nights on this earth, I actually slept with Phil in his double bed in his room because he was home. And I just wondered how I could even sleep through the night because I would wake up the next morning and look to see if he was still with us. And he was. So how does a mom sleep during those times? The Lord Jesus just carried us through it all. And what seems from the outside, the very worst is happening because it truly is. When you're really on the inside of it, you get to see God's miracles. Wow. That is very different. Now, there's people, and this is a tough question I'm going to just throw at you, because yes. that's what the show is about. It's yes. a reality show. But there is people that would be saying God had a purpose in him dying. And I really personally don't agree with that, and I struggle with that. What would your response be to that? Well, honestly, God has a purpose for everything that happens on this earth. And we can't really know 
the full picture. My husband likes to say it's, it's like someone who came to our church and they had one puzzle piece and everybody was handled a pu handed a puzzle piece. And he taped that puzzle piece onto his computer screen to remember that what was going on in our life was just a small part of all that God was doing. Because God would never do anything that wouldn't expand his kingdom on earth. Oh. We can't know what that is exactly. We're just put in a position to trust him through the good, the bad, and the ugly. The whole the, the whole, whole thing. thing. All we have is that small puzzle piece. Huh. So okay. we don't really have answers, but we always look for him in whatever's going on. Just keep looking for him. And he will keep showing up in amazing ways. Wow. And, and you can say that because what I've said before to my friend who lost her daughter mm -hmm. after a long battle and a and, um, dear, dear friend of mine, and I said, I cannot imagine what you feel like right now, but I, I care. And in your book, you actually addressed that. I cannot imagine. Right. Because do you even want us to imagine that? No, I you don't. know? So what can we as people being so ignorant say better? Or what is, what is such an aftermath for that for people that have lost a loved one that is so close? Well... You've, you addressed on two very important issues in j what you just asked because my terminology, terminology has changed over the last 19 years. Ah. We haven't lost our son. That's true. We know exactly where he is. We have three boys, three sons, and six grandchildren at this point. And we say we have one safely home. Mm. But that takes a long time and a lot of prayer to, to get, get to that conclusion. Okay. And as far as imagining it, when my son was sick, as any mom would do, you imagine what if he is taken from us. When I would go down that very desperate road, I would quickly come back because it was way too painful. And I would go find my son. And I would go be with him and hug him because it wasn't yet our reality. When it truly became our reality, imagining what it would be like did not even come close to the reality of oh. what it felt like living in the aftermath of that. And that's why I say when you say I can't even imagine, you're actually spot on right. Wow. You cannot imagine. imagine. How bad it is. There's a lot more to this. And we want to pray with you. We want to reach out to you. Um, we just want to be that shoulder for you that moment. So will you please contact us at 855-515-5550 or go to our website, Barb tv.org and and those painful times happen so how do you start crawling out of that dark hole that seems to be never ending stay tuned we'll be right back TV is all about you getting the needs met that you have. Satan wants to steal, kill, and destroy your life, but Jesus wants to give you the abundant life. How do we do that? We have guests with stories, and God wants to do the stories again in your life. He wants to change your life, He wants to improve your life, and He wants you to have all the benefits.
Diane Shore wrote a book after her son Phil died at the age of 16, and she says the following in it. I hated the pain of missing Phil. I hated missing Phil. I didn't want to go through the grief. I just wanted my son back. A statistic from page 35 in Diane Shore's book, It Started in the Dark. What she also wrote in the book is the following. 85% of marriages will end due to the death of a child. Mm -hmm. Now, Diane, those are huge numbers. You hated him dying, even if you said you accepted his death before he died. Was the reality harder? Much harder. What Phil asked me to pray for him at his bedside had to be led by the Holy Spirit, but I had no idea what I was entering into. The minute he was gone, I remember sitting beside his bed saying, basically, now that job is finished. Now I'm going to grieve, and I'm going to grieve hard. And I did. And grief is hard work, and it lasts quite a number of years. I had a friend of mine whose uh, daughter was, was terribly treated and, and murdered mm. and, and, and in the most gruesome way. And when she went to the dentist, uh, her teeth were affected. Oh, yes. The doctor said her heart was affected. Mm -hmm. Grief can do a lot of damage. So what is the right way to grieve such big loss? It can do a lot of damage. Um, a lot of people will go to the doctor think they're having a heart attack. I mean, your heart literally breaks. I think there actually are physical things that happen to your heart in grief. The right way to grieve is to take your pain to God over and over again. And in the beginning, it will be almost constant pain. You'll get slight reprieves, but it will be almost constant. And I used to call it, I would take my God pill. And I w would get to a place quite often where I could not even breathe. I would, <gasps> I would be find myself gasping for breath. And I would go to my room for an hour or two hours, and I would just get with God. And I would stay there with him until I could breathe again. And I would cry, and I would read my Bible, and I would do whatever it took to find some peace again. And mm -hmm. I would come out of my room, and I knew early on it was only going to last so long, and I was going to end up back there. But as time goes on, as the years go on, those spaces in between those waves of grief become farther apart, and the waves become less. less. Three to five years, really five years. Those waves really start to mellow out, and you don't need that God pill, so to speak, as often. Wow, but so in the beginning, you need it easier. all the time. You need to go to Jesus Christ all the time and find his eternal hope in the situation. Wow, that is, that is such a big, because it's probably a wrestle. Because it's like you fall in this dark hole, because I saw it in my friend, and they, she, doesn't even, she did not want to get out. She wanted just to stay there almost. So, so how do you keep those nuggets? In your book, I read some things about gifts, like 22 gifts that were in your book mentioned, in those little nuggets, treasure little step nuggets. by step. How well, to step into that? Yes, it's, it's time with God. Nothing else is going to solve it. And, and um, you just you get alone with him and you get in his word and you just allow him to pour his love and his grace and his hope over you. And you do it over and over again. And um, it's, it's just, it's a battle that you're in. 
and you fight it with the Word of God and the hope of Jesus. You know, Bill Johnson said something about that when he had the loss of his dad, mm -hmm. which was, was hard, hard. And he said what, he did everything he knew how to do. Yeah. And his father actually died uh, of cancer, and um, if I remember correctly. But what he said is he turned to the Psalms, like you yes. said, the Word. Uh -huh. And he would not stop till that ugly feeling inside, that, that painful feeling would stop. He just kept going at it. Is that what you're talking about? Yes, till that ugly pain stops. You just stay with him. And I remember making decisions even before Phil was gone, thinking if there's nothing more that I can do, I will sit in this one chair that we have and I will read through the Psalms. And that's what I will do. You just have to stick with God through the storm and he will calm it. Wow. Now, what you said, that what we read a little bit earlier, that 85% of the marriages after the death of a child will dissolve. Mm -hmm. That is a very high number. How come? Well, obviously, the divorce rate is very high to begin with. Correct. So you add the loss of a child. And um, there can be guilt involved. There can be all kinds of things involved. But what I found is I had nothing to give to anyone at that point. As much as I would want to console my other two sons during that time, I could barely find consolation for myself. And so I had nothing to give to my boys, and I had nothing to give to my husband. And so in that, if everyone around you is not understanding, including family and friends, because I stopped sending birthday cards, I stopped many things because I just didn't have the energy to do uh -huh. any of it. And if everybody around you is not understanding and they're going to get their feelings hurt because of that, then it's going to be a rough road. With my husband, he was very understanding. And we also found that when one was doing okay, the other one was not, and vice versa. So we usually didn't hit rock bottom at the same time. That's kind of helpful. It was very helpful. Now, I went through a divorce, and in that divorce, I, it, I only saw me, and I only saw my pain. Yes. I did not see my children's pain at right. the time, who were one, three, and five years old, who desperately needed their mom. Right. And, and yet what I see now is you go on a trip, you come home, and everybody that you left that you come back to expects you to be there for them. And I kind of want to do my own thing a little bit and first catch up. Is that in a weird way what you're talking about? Well, you just, I think I wanted to be there for them. But like you, I think I was so entrenched in, in my own pain and my own darkness. Yeah. Phil and I were so close with him struggling with leukemia for five and a half years. Exactly. He missed a lot of school. We did a lot of traveling together. Um, and the family lost out in that time, too. Yes. My other boys actually did lose out during that time. But actually, I wrote them a letter after Phil was gone. And I said, thank you for letting me love Phil the way that I was able to while he wow. was ill. Because I have that treasured time now. And as other people do. Yeah. And what I, you, you talked about your friend. It almost feels right to stay stuck in that darkness. Because it feels like you're honoring that person when it's the exact opposite. So you the, honor them by healing. Wow, did you hear that? You want to stay stuck in your grief yeah. to honor the person that you lost instead of getting out of the pits of darkness to start living as the person would want you to do. That, that's big. Again, contact us, barbtv.org. We want to pray for you. We want to be there for you. This is a big subject. And yet, I know we need to deal with this. Stay tuned. Peace is beautiful. However, finding peace is not always easy. But the result when you get there is life-changing. 
Are you ready to dream bigger, pray bigger, believe bigger, and live bigger? If you want to break free from dull Christianity and transform to a vibrant, active believer, what are you waiting for? Dare to Believe Big teaches you to believe like never before. It is time to grow, evolve, and expand. Discover four words that can transform your life. Are you ready to build a relationship with God? God has incredible plans for you. It is an exciting opportunity, and you can live each day with a high expectation of what God will do next. Don't wait any longer and sign up for your new free membership. Sign up now and get a free gift at daretobelievebig.com. You know, the, the Bible talks about griefing as well. And I just want to address with you, there's several incredible Psalms to talk about this, but this is what I want to give you right now out of Psalm 40. Let's see if you resonate with that right now, regardless if it's been a divorce, the loss of a child, the loss of a loved one, you have to go on. And how do you do that? It says, I waited and waited and waited some more patiently. You probably mm. identify with this. Knowing God would come true for me. Then at last he bent down and listened to my yes. cry. He stooped down to lift me up out of mm -hmm. danger from the desolate pit I was in. Ooh, Is yes. this what you were talking Ooh, about? He describes it perfectly. Out of the muddy mess I had fallen into. Now he's lifted me up into a firm, secure place. Mm -hmm. That's what you said took a long time to arrive and steadied me while I walk along his ascending path. A new song for a new day rises up in me every time I think about how he breaks through for me. Is this like Amen. constantly? Amen. And then it says, ecstatic praise pours out of my mouth until everyone hears how God has set me free. Oof. Yes. So this, when I read this, just hit me like, like boom, like right between yes. the eyes. But then I read Psalm 23 out of the Passion Translation, and it even added more to it. Lord, even when your path takes me through, through. the valley of deepest darkness, fear will never conquer me, for you already have. What is that fear that is so strong when you're dealing with that? What I've been told before is the fear of people forgetting your loved one that died. Is that true? Um, I don't, I don't know that, that, that's probably part of it. I'm not thinking that fear is, is a big part of this, but the first one that you read, Psalm 40, that describes it so perfectly. And as you were reading it, I thought that's what I would want your viewers to know today, is that yes, you are in a pit. And granted, and, it, and it, it is the most painful pit you will probably ever experience in your life. But God will bring you through it. He will bring you out of it. And he will give you a new song to sing. We're at 19 years next month. And yes, you keep counting. You wow. just keep counting. Last, last week, my son would have turned 34. Wow. We take all the grandkids out for ice cream to celebrate Uncle Phil's birthday. We remember him. You do sort of have to remind people sometimes that it's, it's okay to still say his name. His name is the most precious name to me other than the name of the Lord Jesus mm. because it, it means when someone says it, they remember that, yes, he did live. So I don't know if I would describe it as fear, but, but perhaps. Mm -hmm. And never be 
afraid to say the person's name or talk about them. Never think that you're making me think about Phil and it's going to make me feel sad. It touches my heart deeply. Really? Because oh, we tend absolute, to oh, avoid absolute, it. We do the exact opposite so that we should do. So we're doing what's wrong the exact without opposite. even knowing yes, that. Yes, yes. That, that's so funny because, yeah, you say better don't, because the other day in the store I ran into a friend, a board member of us, uh, drove off a cliff just this year oh. and died. That oh. was just this year. And it's not like you see it coming. It is just sudden. She was our board secretary. This happened literally a couple of months ago. Mm. And it was a dear friend of mine. I saw her three times a week, and all of a sudden there's just this void, especially because she believed so much in what we were doing. But then I ran into her mom at the store of in her 90s, and I said, I miss Suzanne. Oh, it's perfect. And she started crying That's okay. instantly, and I'm like, I will never make that mistake again. Oh, no. That was the perfect thing to do. Huh. You mentioned her daughter. You mentioned her name. She's on her heart and mind constantly, especially because it's so fresh. That's actually a blessing. Never fear that you're going to cause them to cry. You it's see, and I am so glad for you correcting me in that right now, because I said, I'm never doing that again. Yes. And it was completely the right thing afterwards. So you said you hated your life afterwards when Phil passed away at such a young age, but yet there was this time that was that turn moment, that moment that things are looking up. Yes. What was that moment for you? I wouldn't say I hated my life. I hated what had happened. I wanted to bang my head against a brick wall and have it come tumbling down and have my, my son standing behind it. It is such an absolute wall that has been built and you can never get to your child again. And you have to, to surrender that to God. Surrender is a huge part of that. And just let go, let go, let go, let go. And through the years you just have to let go. It's not dishonoring them to let go. It's, it's going to heal your heart. And I found after a, many years, it seemed like I still had a kite string that I was holding on to. I thought if I let go of that last piece, that I would lose him completely. And what I found was when I let go completely and gave him up to God, I really got him back completely wow. in just the peace of he's with you, he's okay, I will see him again. It's my job now to continue on in this life and not let all of that be wasted, to use it for a good purpose, to allow God to heal my heart, and then to show other people that because of what Jesus died to give us, that he died, was buried, and rose again, and he's coming back again, that is our hope. And we cling to that with everything that we have, especially when we have a child in heaven. Wow. That is a whole, because most of us would never think about that the way you're talking about right now. In the movie The Shack, which is a, an extreme example again, but in the movie The Shack, there is that moment that the father gets to see his child playing in heaven. Is that something that every parent wishes for? Well, it's interesting. I went over to a friend's house shortly after our son was gone. And she had a friend there, and she said, and I didn't hardly know her, she said, I had a dream of Phil last night. He was playing in a ah. colorful field, and he said, I'm doing this because I couldn't do this on Earth. Because for five and a half years, he was sick with yeah. chemotherapy and radiation. The thing about the shack is that I would not hand that book to people um, as a healing tool. Oh, no, 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 because no. Yeah. When I write fiction now, because I started with nonfiction, it started yeah. in the dark, 
I now write Christian fiction, and it's fiction that tells the whole truth. So I make sure that my fiction totally lines up with the Word of God. <sighs> because if it does not, then it will eventually fail a person, and then they'll think it's God failing them. That's and it's not, because God will never fail us, and right. His Word will never fail us. So when I write fiction, it's got to tell the whole truth of the Bible. Wow, that's good. And um, I, I love the shack, by the way, but I see totally what you're saying. Right, because you're in a desperate making. situation, and you don't give them any shaky ground. You've got to give them the firm foundation of Jesus Christ. Wow, that is very good advice. Now, uh, one more question for you is, um, I read your book, and it made an impact on me. And I don't have a loved one that died away at a younger age, especially. I had older ones, but not young ones. Uh -huh. So where could they find you? What is your website? I have a website called, it's Diane C. Shore. And I married into the name Shore, so it's nice to have the middle initial C. <laughs> DianeCShore.com. Okay. And you can go on there, and you will find it started in the dark. Then the second half of that is it ended in the light. Oh, yes. I did not see that copy. Yes. That sounds fantastic. Now, and there's other writings on there, too. And there is, there is fiction on there that tells the whole truth. Wow. So, and on there, you can contact me. Perfect. Perfect. Yes. Diane, thank you so much for sharing a treasure that I know will be a nugget to many people today. And just wanted to get back to you. That was good stuff, wasn't it? That is a reality. And I just want you to know that God in 1 Peter 2, 24 says, by his stripes you are healed. Phil, um, Phil wanted to go home, you know, and he said, I'm done. And God honored that. And I just want you to know there is hope today, there is courage today, and there is strength today in that God, just like he did for Diane, wants to come alongside of you. I really encourage you to get our books. It made an impact on me. I know it will make an impact on you as well. We want to pray with you. So it's 855-515-5550. And God just told me to give you a benediction. So I pray to grace over God over you right now mm. and God's love to be touched to you with the light that you will be filled. Amen. When dealing with separation or divorce, the pain is real. You can experience incredible suffering and it is hard to see anyone else's pain. I actually thought of doing harm to myself and I thought about leaving my everything behind. And at that point in time, I knew that I had to do something. I came back to this huge you know, house all by myself and I, um, I fell on the ground and I began to pound the ground and I began to tell the Lord, and I never talked to him like this, but I told him, you don't love me.